Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. All right, guys, it's 11.42 p.m. on the eve of Sunny's birthday. I'm quiet because everybody in the house is sleeping and I'm trying to get work done. Honestly, this past week of trying to balance work and travel has been a lot for me and it's a lot for Timmy and he's been understanding but also frustrated at the same time and we are having a great time, but we need to be home. Sonny wanted to do his birthday in Chicago, so we decided to stay here. We're going to do his birthday in Chicago, and then we're going home on Friday. I need to be in my bed. I need to be on my couch. I need to have access to my shit. I need to be working in my office. I need to be being productive. I need alone time, and I need to take care of myself. So... I'm putting that all out there. And I think that today's guest was definitely an inspiration for me and came at a really good time. I shared on my Instagram last week some things that have been going on with feeding myself and giving myself the nutrients that it needs and not taking the time to do so and not making it a priority. And at first I didn't really want to address it. I was seeing a lot of comments, but in my head, I didn't think it was as big of a deal as it actually was. And I still don't really, but I do think that I'm clearly not eating enough and that how I look right now does not look healthy. It's not how I want to look. And I think that I complain a lot on here about my lack of energy And I think that part of that stems from not giving myself what it actually needs. So getting on the scale was definitely a eye opener. I think that once you see the numbers, like the numbers can't lie. And I had no idea that I weighed as little as I did. And I feel okay. Like it's a bit much with all the incoming, whether it's 
wonderful, thoughtful people like you who have been worried and been wanting to say something, or it's been my best friends that have been meaning to talk to me about it. Like it's all so beautiful and exactly what my mission on here to do is, is to share what is actually going on. At the same time, I don't really want people to worry about me because I don't think it is as big of an issue as it may seem. And I think a lot of the titles on a lot of the articles and the press stuff has been a little bit salacious. Like one said that I once restricted myself to a thousand calories a day and had never tried pasta before. And like, yes, I've never tried pasta before, but it has nothing to do with nutrition and that it can be a cause of weight gain. It's a pure texture thing. And then in terms of the only eating a thousand calories a day, like definitely remember when I was on the Hills and I saw myself for the first time on TV, I was a little bit shocked. I was like, I feel a little budgy and I would like to lose a little weight. And I think that was probably a self-reflection that normally people don't have or have to have. So it forced me to have to have it. And I think then that started maybe a slippery slope of some control issues, just control over what I look like, which I think is something that I should think about more because when I say that, it doesn't necessarily correlate to my weight. When I think about what I look like, I think about just being attractive. And I think that I need to define what attractive means to me. And then if those things are actually healthy. So the moral of the story is that there's a lot of self-reflection going on and I am aware of it. And I think that's the first step. And I've been eating like shit here, you know, just trying to like get in calories, like pizza, ice cream, French fries, like whatever it is. But when I get home, I don't want to do it in that way. I, I want to eat thoughtfully. I want to put the right things in my body. And I also want to like work out in a way that will build muscle. So I'm on it guys. Thank you for caring. Thank you for your love, for your support, for not saying something and then feeling comfortable saying something after I said something. Like, I think that takes a lot of restraint and I appreciate the community on here. So this episode is a lot about food, which inspired me a lot. And I think once I get home, I will definitely get more into the cooking game because I think that's one way that I can find some joy in it. Maybe there's some creativity that's living within me that is meant to be channeled into food. And so my guest today is Katie Lee Beagle. So you may know her as the co-host of Food Network's Emmy-nominated The Kitchen. She can also be seen regularly on Food Network shows Best Ever and Beat Bobby Flay and as a judge for Food Network's popular Halloween Baking Championship series. So she's all over the Food Network and she knows her shit. She hosted three seasons of Cooking Channel's Beach Bites with Katie Lee and has the popular web series on foodnetwork.com, Katie Lee Eats Meat in Sweats and What Would Katie Eat? She's my kind of girl. So 
she's also written four cookbooks, including It's Not Complicated, which was released in March of 2021. And outside of her culinary and literary adventures, she's also an ambassador for 96 Elephants and is on the Food Bank of New York board. She just launched Kind of Wild, which was super fun to talk about because I'm all about organic wines. And Kind of Wild is a certified organic and certified vegan wine brand that aims to support organic growers and improve soil health as a climate solution. So we talked all about that, how she developed the business, how she developed her passion for food, her best cooking tips for beginners, so perfect for me, and then also advice for getting picky kids to eat more because she's a mom of a young cutie as well. So I hope you enjoy this convo. It was super fun to record and yeah, we'll chat. Thank you guys for being there. We've been vacationing on the East Coast all month and it has been the best, but it has been so hot and so humid. Growing up in the desert, my skin is like slightly jolted by the East Coast humidity. It doesn't know what to do. It's sweaty. My makeup kind of gets like pilly and dotty and nothing is worse than makeup caking or melting off your face in the middle of the day. And I found something that's so great. It's the Milk Makeup Hydro Grip Primer. And oh my God, my makeup does not budge with this stuff. I don't have to use, I mean, I don't use a lot of makeup, but when I'm thinking about the heat and the sweat, I don't want that stuff to move. So this is a mist, but it's a clean primer and it's really the perfect base that holds up throughout the day and keeps my makeup on my face looking smooth and natural and glowy. Milk Makeup's Hydro Grip Primer is 94% natural, vegan, cruelty-free, oil-free, silicone-free, paraben-free, and gluten-free, and grips makeup for up to 12 hours, preventing any makeup meltdown. It's a lightweight gel primer that feels super hydrating and leaves my skin with this super fresh glow that I love. I got so many compliments on my skin tonight. This product has 4,700 five-star reviews and won so many beauty awards. Head over to your local Sephora or get yours at milkmakeup.com. Let's just get started by how you got started with your passion for cooking. I grew up just loving food. We were one of those yeah. families that it was all about what we were eating. Everything was homemade. I'm from a really small town in West Virginia. My grandpa mm. had this incredible garden and my grandma cooked everything. Like oh. I, I never had anything out of a box or a mix or anything. It was just, and I thought that it just happened, you know, it was, yeah. she made it look so easy. Like nothing was like all grandmas do. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like I don't ever remember her prepping for Thanksgiving dinner for days in advance. It just all of a sudden was on the table. Appeared. And Magical. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have that gift from her. <laughs> but, but she really taught me how to cook and she made me love food. And I think my grandpa did just as much as my grandma uh, because he enjoyed eating so much that I just always loved it. And I never yeah. dreamed it could be a career. And then things just happened. And 
here I am. What was your first gig, your first job, like where you're actually like making a career out of, out of food and cooking? Well, I was in college and I was studying, I was doing journalism for my major and I was working in restaurants and I started thinking like, gosh, could I ever combine the two? Could I do journalism and food and uh-huh. I was getting subscriptions to gourmet and Bon Appetit and all those magazines and, and watching food network endlessly. That was when it was kind of first starting. Right. And I thought, oh, maybe I could combine the two. So after I graduated college, I actually moved to the Hamptons, which is where I am right now. Okay. And I started working at a fish market. So oh my God. I, okay. I didn't know anything about seafood being from a landlocked state. So I went and worked in a fish market. I started writing pieces for Hamptons magazine. And then I started a blog with a friend. And this was like early days of blogs, 2003. Like totally. No yeah. blog was really. <laughs> and we were like katielee.blogspot.com. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and we were like making food and holding up a, a white piece of poster board. Like, I think this is how you reflect light and <laughs> taking pictures of it. Yeah. From that, I started getting other gigs. I started getting more writing jobs and started doing TV appearances and it just kind of progressed. So, okay. So now tell me about what you're currently working on with the Food Network. Cause I know you've been on like a million shows on their network and you've had such an awesome journey with them. I have been so fortunate throughout my time with Food Network. We're coming up on 10 years of the kitchen. So crazy. And December will be 10 years that we've been doing that show. I think we've done almost 500 episodes at this point. Oh my God. Mind blowing. I mean, those people are my family now. I, yeah. I love them dearly. We have a great time. So mm-hmm. we are getting ready to go back in to start filming again in a couple of weeks. So I've been writing a bunch of recipes lately okay. and testing yeah. and cooking. Let's get into a little bit like your, I know you're probably recipe testing and eating, like you said, like crazy at the moment, but like a typical day in your life, are you usually preparing breakfast, lunch, and dinner for yourself and your family? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So right now, since it's summertime, we're in the Hamptons. Yeah. My daughter Iris is going camp for the first time, okay. which is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I know that feeling. <laughs> I'm getting nine to 12 by myself. It's, I was sad dropping her off because of course. Like, oh, thanks going up to camp. But I was also like, yeah, party time. <laughs> totally. It's so bittersweet. Like that second the drop off happens, you're like, wait, I, I like Timmy always cr- like whenever there's a new beginning, my husband will always shed a tear and I'll be like sad for a second. But then I'm like, I under I know the freedom that I'm about to get. And it feels so good. And then yeah. I'm so excited to pick her up. Yes. You appreciate it more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We get up. I make her a little breakfast. She's really into French toast. So I usually okay. French toast. I don't like a healthy style French yeah, toast with like a whole wheat bread or yeah. just do whole wheat bread. I take one yeah. egg and I add about a tablespoon of milk and a little splash of vanilla. Yeah. And whisk that up and then make her French toast. She usually like some peanut butter on it or jam and that, that her sweetness mm-hmm. uh, and she'll have fruit. So then for myself, for lunch, for breakfast, for myself, I always do a fruit bowl. I make a big bowl of fruit. I don't really eat anything else in the morning. Just fruit. Mm -hmm. That was my grandma's thing. Mm -hmm. I always say just eat fruit before noon. 
And my mom would do that too. Oh, she really? would eat. I just have specific memories of my mom eating a huge bowl of yogurt and fruit for like hours. And we would always be like, mom, this yogurt, like, hasn't it gone bad? And it starts to get watery and she, but she would be snacking on this yogurt and fruit for <laughs> hours. Yeah. Probably because she couldn't sit down and eat the whole thing at once. At once. Guys, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, I'm one of five kids. So yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, she definitely didn't have time to just eat her fruit and pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So I always do my fruit bowl and I think it's kind of like maybe a little bit like intermittent fasting, Mm -hmm. even though I'm eating because fruit you digest so quickly and it's like so easy on your digestive system. I'm Um, the same. So I do my big fruit. I feel like then I've gotten a bunch of vitamins and antioxidants to start the day. Lunch is usually some kind of big salad. That's what I like to do. I I keep stuff in the fridge. I'll cut up and then I can just throw it together. Yeah. Like a big garbage salad. And then Wait real quick for a dressing because like I'm usually the big cook, but I'm usually like on dressing duty. What's like a quick, easy dressing I can whip up with with what I have probably in my kitchen? I mean, my go to dressing is just olive oil, vinegar and Dijon, salt and pepper, easy. maybe a okay. little piece of honey. What kind of vinegar? Uh, <laughs> either red wine, white wine or apple cider, just depending on the day. If you want to like add a little something to it, like some chopped up capers are good in there. Shallots. Yum. That'll just give you a little something extra. Yesterday, okay. a green goddess dressing that was really good. Ooh, I did that. What was in that? The food processor. So I just did mayonnaise and Greek yogurt. Then a bunch of different soft herbs that I had, like mint, parsley, basil, and an anchovy. I know people uh-huh. are squeamish about anchovies, but they make everything taste better. Yeah, it's true. I'm like weird about anchovies, but same. My husband put them in a dressing and I was like, at first, I couldn't even taste the fishiness and it was so good and salty. It's yeah. so good. It just pumps everything up. Uh-huh. And, and also like you're getting some omegas in there from your mm-hmm. anchovies. So if you think mm-hmm. about it that way, that it's like a good little health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so I love a green goddess dressing and I, I'm not going to lie. I love ranch. <laughs> I love ranch too. I could sit and just eat like crudite and ranch for lunch. <laughs> I love it. And sometimes like if I really don't feel like making a dressing, there's a bottled Italian dressing that I always keep on hand that I love. Have you ever heard of that brand Ken's salad? Yes, of course. The yeah. Ken's Italian is like to die for. Just basic Ken's Italian. <laughs> yes, it's Amazing. So okay. Good to know. <laughs> Sometimes I use that. I mean, that's my secret. Okay. So that's lunch. Big salad. Are you, a, mm-hmm. do you need a snack in the afternoon or? or um, yeah. yeah. I usually have some sort of snack, like some fruit. Usually if Iris is having a string cheese, I'll join her. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my taste level's kind of gone, uh, like into the, what kid food is. I mean, I'm, I know I'm the same. I'm like, I'm, I'm like chicken tenders for, oh, for, uh, or I'll have a Caesar salad and ask for chicken tenders <laughs> on top instead of grilled chicken. <laughs> I mean, what is not to love about a chicken tender? Let's just be honest. Like it's is amazing. And then dinner's usually like, maybe we'll have pasta or, mm-hmm some grilled fish. I do a lot of salads again, a lot of salads. Yeah. Um, and I love grain salads. I really like to have stuff that's in the fridge. That's already done. I mm-hmm. hate the feeling of five o'clock coming and not having something for dinner mm-hmm. ready. I, I'm like, if I don't plan ahead, I feel like she starts 
losing it and then, stirring and then you lose it and then yeah. the night is like doomed yeah, yeah. so like yeah. if i can get it together during her nap time to have everything prepped for dinner i'm so happy yeah and, and that makes you happy to prep the dinner during her nap time yeah like that's what you feel like you want to do during her nap time it well i mean i want to do that or i want to watch like real housewives yes <laughs> <laughs> But let's be real. We have responsibility. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, I'd really like to be sitting on the couch right now. But yeah, you're like, if I sometimes I'll do that, though, I'll give myself challenges yeah. like that where I'm like, OK, if I can get this done in 20 minutes, then I can really treat myself oh my to God. like a good half hour of something and shitty to watch. It feels so good, like especially in the afternoon, if you can sneak in just a little bit of TV time. Yes. The biggest luxury. It is. It is for me because I was working from home. We just started working in an office, but since I was working from home, it was happening too often. And I was feeling really, really guilty about it. So I've had to turn it back a little bit. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm going to be watching this season of Love Island with 80 episodes, but I definitely, like, definitely feel you. Okay. So like, for any novice, well, first I want to get back to, to Iris for a second. Cause my sister is struggling with this a lot. Like, is Iris a good eater? Do you have, like, has she gone in and out? Like most kids, do you have any easy yeah. tips for, I mean, my sister has a two and a half year old that just like literally will not eat. Yeah. Iris will eat. She's a good eater, but only if it's what she wants to eat. Mm -hmm. And what she wants to eat is not always what I want to give her. Of course. Uh, and I will spend so much time making something that I think she's going to love. And then she'll say, yuck, and throw it <laughs> on the floor. So she's just like every other kid. Uh, I would love if she would eat vegetables, but mm -hmm. it's a struggle to get that kid to eat any vegetables. Mm -hmm. I have gone to bribery and I, I know that that's what every website tells you not to do but it works for us. We were dealing with this and we would bribe him with like more playtime before bed or, you oh, know, experiences, you know what I mean? Like more stuff so that I Not didn't have food. to be constantly buying him stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, yeah. Kid then like you get a special treat and like the special treat might be two chocolate chips. <laughs> so it's something small, but like that's so exciting to have it. Or I'll buy those all fruit popsicles. And so she'll get a popsicle at the end. It doesn't have mm -hmm. any sugar added in it. Mm -hmm. but she mm -hmm. thinks it's really special. That's good. But I do try to find ways to just sneak it in. We have a wonderful babysitter and she makes her this egg dish that now I make where she puts in the blender, just baby spinach and eggs and completely purees it and then cooks it like an omelet with cheese and she told her that it was a quesadilla one day and Iris now just thinks that's a loves it, and she loves it. And it's bright green. I can't get her to eat anything else green, but she will. Oh my eat God. Green. That's yeah. a great idea. That sounds like something I would like. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. sounds like it's delicious. Yeah. So she'll eat that. I'll try sometimes to make like little meatballs and put like grated zucchini in it or grated mm -hmm. carrots. Sometimes she eats it. Sometimes she doesn't. And mm -hmm. I'm really trying to just like let go. Totally. Uh, because I get so upset if she doesn't eat her food. And mm -hmm. then I'm worried, is she going to go to bed hungry and how she feel? And a friend of mine said, listen, she wants to survive. Like, yeah, she's hungry. She will eat. Exactly. 
some cooking tips for, I was going to say before we got into the kid thing, just like some cooking tips that you have for beginners who are like intimidated and not sure if they like kicking or they're, they're, they want to try it, but are a little bit intimidated by it. Well, I think the first thing to do is to pick the simplest recipes that you can Mm -hmm. and pick a food that you're excited about that you want to make, but that doesn't have a lot of ingredients Mm -hmm. and then always read your recipes start to finish before you start. Good call. Good call. Know where you're going and you're not going to have some sort of surprise. Like this needs to sit in the refrigerator for three hours Mm -hmm. before you can cook it. (laughs) Um, So always read it through always get all your ingredients out. The, the mise en place thing really does work. There's a reason Mm -hmm. restaurants do that. That just means Mm -hmm. having all your ingredients prepped before you go. So it's almost like you're setting up your own little cooking show, right? Everything prepped, ready to go. Then there's a lot less pressure. If something is burning on the stove while you're simultaneously trying to chop up an onion, you're going to get stressed out. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. and take it easy. Don't make your first cooking night the one that you've got people coming over <laughs> just for yourself and your husband or your friend or whatever, not when you're having a dinner party. Mm-hmm. And I I think that like, just give yourself a break. Like it, it's yeah. going to always be perfect. My totally. number one thing to make your food taste good though, is to salt it enough. Salted enough. Okay. Uh, we'll usually under season at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be liberal with the salt uh, okay. and taste as you go. Uh-huh. It, you know, if it needs more, we use a lot of salt cooking professionally. I think people get a little scared of that. <laughs> it, it is why everything tastes good. It tastes so good. Yeah. Not more so than butter, it's salt. Wow. Um, interesting. Yeah. And I, I think like, look for ways to like bump up the flavor in your food. Uh, fresh herbs, spices, mm-hmm. lemon mm-hmm. juice helps everything. Having that mm-hmm. fresh squeeze of lemon, like having that hit of acid. Mm-hmm. And, and like whenever I'm judging on a cooking competition show, like if we're doing Beat Bobby Flay or one of those shows, the things that make the food stand out the most, and I use it personally now at home, is thinking about texture, thinking about adding different uh, elements, like adding your sweet element, your mm-hmm. spice your acid, you know, having all those different things. So like if I'm making a salad, I'm going to add something sweet, like dried cranberries or raisins mm-hmm. or chopped pears. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add something for crunch, like a chopped nut, mm-hmm. uh, acids, gonna celery, or, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, celery. And so mm-hmm. if you're making a piece of fish, like having that you know, plenty of salt on it, having the squeeze the of herbs, mm-hmm. having the herbs, giving yourself, you know, just all those little extra elements makes your cooking taste so much better. Mm-hmm. And when you are for your cooking for the week, like, do you usually go to the grocery store just like once a week and do all your shopping? I usually do a grocery delivery. Oh, good call. Yeah. I, I mean, I love going to the grocery store. I, love, I know I'm picking out your own stuff. Yeah, I love it. But when it comes to just like my staples, I just order that for grocery delivery. And then right now, because I'm in the Hamptons and we have such great farm stands, I have one that's like a three minute drive from me. Oh, amazing. My produce, I just go there. And so okay. I'm there like every other day. Oh my God. Easy. And it's right there. And so I'm getting like the best lettuce and tomatoes and corn and Mm -hmm. fruit. And so 
I don't even feel like I need to do much to it. I know. It's just so good as it is. Yeah. So, okay. I want to get into your wines. Cause I'm like, I, I haven't tried it yet. I have to be honest. I just opened my package that you sent to this house. And mm-hmm. I was telling my sister-in-law that we just got like seven bottles of this organic wine (laughs) and she was so excited. And so like, I just want to know how I'm obviously food, wine, like perfect pairing makes total sense. But what inspired you to do kind of wild wines? The name is so cute. First of all, thank you. I'm so excited about this wine. So, and we call it kind of wild because it's, it is an organic wine. It's uh, also vegan. It's zero sugar, but we really are. It's really important to us to give back to the environment. So it's Mm -hmm. like rewilding the environment through this product. And I mean, I love wine. It goes hand in hand with food. And the way that I want to know where my food's from, how my food's raised, I eat as much organic food as I can. Mm-hmm. They're thinking like, why do I not feel that way about what I'm drinking? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. wanting to have grapes that aren't sprayed with a bunch of pesticides and mm-hmm. that wine, a lot of wine has additives, preservatives. And that's one of the reasons that you, you might feel bad the next day is mm-hmm. all the stuff that's added to it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something that I could drink and feel really good about that tastes good and Mm -hmm. that makes me feel good about being a part of it. And Mm -hmm. just something that I can really enjoy, be proud to serve my friends and family. So being conscious of, of the earth and where it came from. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. totally. Well, the bottles are beautiful. Like the branding is so great. Cause I think wine so much, I mean, obviously when you, the the wine is is about drinking it, but it's like such an awesome hostess present. Like I I just thought the, the bottles were so cute and the branding was so cute. And the little coasters that came with it were so cute. But for me, like the most important thing, I, I love wine, but have had an issue with it because I get really bad headaches. Like one, I don't drink enough water, but then add wine with like a bunch of additives and sugar and nitrates and non-organic grapes. Like I'm going to feel like total shit. And so I have been, I've been trying to get into organic wine for a while. We're lucky enough in LA to have like Helen's, Mm -hmm. uh, which is part of John and Vinny's. Yeah. And like, there's not enough brands that you can find like for the masses that are organic and like this, you know what I mean? Like it's one thing to find a little boutique organic vineyard, but we women like us need this need with the air quotes, this kind of, of this kind of wine. That's not going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So where are the grapes grown? Like what's the background of the farm? The grapes are coming from all over the world. There's different varietals. So it's a way of having international wine experience, but Mm -hmm. what we do is we look for farms or look for vineyards that are organic, that are vegan, because I also didn't know until I started diving into this, that there can be a lot of animal byproducts in wine, like in the way that it's filtered. So it could be filtered through fish guts, um, gelatin. So these certified vegan and also vineyards that could work with us to have zero sugar. 
Uh-huh. So we get the uh the grapes, we get the juice and ship it to California and uh-huh. bottling in California. That way there's also less environmental impact because we're not bottling internationally and then okay. being that's a lot more to ship, a lot more of a carbon footprint to ship right. bottles. Right. So it comes in big pouches bottled in California. Okay. Um, use bottles that are a lighter weight bottle. So again, not as much of a carbon footprint. Uh-huh. And like we don't put foil around the top so uh-huh. that uh-huh. Less they throw away. So unnecessary. Yeah. Um, labels are made out of hemp. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a lot of different. They are packaging. Thoughtful. When you order it, it's going to be a lot less packaging than conventional products. So it's just like everything. Uh, really try to think it out, think it through. Yeah. But ultimately the most important thing is how it tastes. Yeah. So like which ones, I mean, I'm sure you don't have a favorite, but like which few are your faves right now? I'm drinking rosé. Like, yeah. Like it's water. Yeah. <laughs> Tis the season. Yeah. <laughs> we go through so much rosé in the summer. So yeah, that, the Gruner's really good, really light. And then Blanc's really light. I mean, summertime, I'm mostly drinking white and rosé. Yeah. I'm not yeah. reaching for a lot of red, but I love the Malbec, the Cabernet. And with a red in the summer, I think it's perfectly fine and encourageable to put it in the fridge for like 15 or 20 minutes mm-hmm. before you mm-hmm. serve it. So mm-hmm. it gets a little bit of a chill on it. And it just has been a little fresher. Agreed. When it's hot outside. Agreed. So I'll do that. Like if we're doing like a a big steak or something like that. But I mean, honestly, in the summer, I don't even cook a whole lot of meat. I'll do, we'll have like a couple rib nights and a couple nights, but for the most part, like we're eating lighter, lighter, Um, yeah, more fish. So, you know, I'm usually reaching for that rosé. The rosé is sweet and yeah, I mean, they're all really good, but that's the most important thing. It's like, we can talk about organic environment, all that. If it doesn't taste good, then you're not, it's not worth it. It's a hundred percent. So what, what do you mean by no sugar, like no sugar added or like, what do you, well, some wines do have sugar added, right? but then you worked the way that it's naturally occurring. So to be considered zero sugar, wine has to have less than half of a gram of sugar. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's the way that it's processed, the way that, that it's made. And yeah. a lot of wine has sugar added to it. Uh-huh. So we and don't that's... have any sugar at all. And, and they're all considered zero sugar. So less than half a gram of sugar in the wine. And okay, it, got it. it makes a difference to, for me, at least in the hangover. Yeah. Because if I have, is there are nights that I have one or two glasses of wine if I'm out and the next day I'm wrecked. Yeah. Two for me is too much. Yeah. One and a half is good. Mm -hmm. Two, it's like overboard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. And it's like, I feel fine the next day. Like, yeah, we had a party for July 4th and I served it. And the next day, and, and, you know, we were going like five or six hours. So probably I had like, three glasses over the course of six hours. And I, I was probably fine. have six. Yeah. Yeah. And you were still fine. Yeah. yeah. I was fine. Yeah. That's, I mean, I cannot wait to try it. Like it's calling my name. It's almost time. I'm looking It's three o'clock right now. <laughs> um, I'm like, which one am I going to try first? Okay. But where can you, where can you buy it? So you can go to the website, the kind of wild swines website. Sprouts is carrying it right now as well. If you have a Sprouts grocery store near you. Okay. Um, 
but we, we do online. You can sign up for a subscription. You can get it monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, or you can just buy one bottle if you want. It's whatever. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Last question before I let you go. Summer entertaining. You just talked about it a little. Any easy dishes for summer entertaining having like, you know, seven to to 12 people over? Okay. Yeah. My, my go-to, my favorite thing to make in the summer, if I'm having a group of people, I do this halibut with a tomato relish. It is mm. so simple, Whitney. All you have to okay. do get a piece of like a two to three pound piece of halibut or however many people you have, if you can go up four pounds, whatever. Yeah. Do you do like a half a pound per person? Half a pound per person. Yeah. Okay. And it really, if you're making a whole lot of side dishes, you can go more like six ounces per person because okay. half a pound's a lot. But if you're only like, if you have like two sides, I'd do half a pound. If you're making a bunch of sides, do like four to six ounces. Okay. So Salt and pepper it. And like mm-hmm. I said, a lot of salt. <laughs> Be generous. Salt okay. and pepper, squeeze lemon over it, drizzle it with olive oil, put it in the oven 400 degrees for about a half hour. Okay. Then while it's cooking, get some really great little cherry or grape tomatoes, chop those up, then mix them with lemon zest, capers, shallots some fresh basil, mm. a little drizzle of olive oil in there, a little mm. red wine vinegar. And when the fish comes out hot, put that on top. And like just the heat of the fish is all that those tomatoes need because they're so like ripe. And, and then they'll like blister a little bit or like, yeah. yeah. And that, that is sounds so good. So pretty. It like looks so nice. Mm-hmm. It's so light and refreshing. It tastes mm-hmm. great. That's my go-to. My other go-to is always a side of salmon. And I just okay. brown sugar and chili powder and put that on top, salt and pepper. Oh, amazing. And, bake it, and that gets like this nice little crust on it. Okay. It some sort of like little fruit salad, like do like arugula and peaches and red onions. Like stone fruits and, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like, right. Or like a summer salad, like a watermelon Always works. Okay. Amazing. Well, I am definitely going to go have a glass of your wine. I'm so excited about it and to tell people about it. I'm sure I will. I feel like it needs, like I've heard, you know, I've heard of other organic wines, but I think this has something different to it. Like the zero sugar and all the different kinds that you have and like how thoughtful you've been about the earth. Um, and just like how much you know about food in general, like your background, you obviously, you know, food, you know, wine, like, yeah. Anyways, you want food that you want wine. That's easy to pair with food too. So totally easy to just drink on its own and easy to put it with a meal. Yeah. I've loved talking to you. Okay. Thank you so, so, so much. We'll be in touch. So great to see you. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.